Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's up for grabs now! Arsenal Nation. Would you believe it? Arsenal Nation. Arsenal Nation. That sums it all up. Arsenal Nation. Welcome to episode five then. Uh, Leah Williamson's going to be joining us in a bit uh, to talk about her interests and life away from football. And also, she's had a pretty crazy week, so I reckon uh, we should drill down on the ins and outs of that. Of course, I'm joined by Johnny and Jeremy again. Hello, lads. Hello. Oh, we've done that in sync yeah. there, don't we, eh? Skills. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, you know, like when people become aligned, that's what's happening with me and Jeremy now. We can just finish each other's sentences. <laughs> like, go to say something, Jeremy? Can you speak French? Oh, look at that. Wow. Just sync that up after Liam, that'd be perfect. <laughs> if only you planned it before, it could have been even more smooth. Uh, <laughs> right, thank you for downloading. As always, you can help us by subscribing, leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify or Acast. So go and do that right now. Don't even wait to the end of the pod to do it. No, because then you'll rate us lower by the end of the pod. Just do it now when there's goodwill in your heart. <laughs> Multitasking. Right, I think we should say we're in, a, we're in a yet another recording space. Uh, I feel I feel like um, we've not managed to nail down one area, or we're just like squatters, just going around wherever we can go, wherever we can record. I'm just trying to raise the bar every week for you boys. Like yeah. We started off in a shed, but, but then we went to a pub. That was nice. Yeah, the pub was good. Then we went to Arsenal HQ. Yeah, and today we are at the training ground. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you where I've got you planned next. It's awesome. It's the middle of the Emirates pitch during a game. Yeah. <laughs> Play around us. In the goal mouth. <laughs> There's even a picture of Jeremy on the wall. Isn't there? Oh, yeah. He's blocked slightly. I can see him. He's behind Lauren. That's him there. Can you I'm, see him in the middle? I'm playing a game of Where's Wally right now. I'm Can't trying you see to. Him? Oh, come on, Johnny. Yeah. Where's Lo- I'm trying to find Lauren. Oh, I can see you. Come yeah, on. Yeah, cool. He's next to Martin Keown and Carnu. You're in between Martin Keown and Carnu. Was I that think, a plan, yeah. Jeremy? Or you, I'm going to get know, dead centre. You so. know what? It's not a plan because if he was, I would be on the front row. I mean, we should explain that this is the um, 2003-2004 like uh, Premier League winning photo. So, uh, you- do, you, do, you, do you know? Like, I've always thought about this when pe- when when you win the trophy and you get given the trophy. You know, there are some people who are really greedy and trying to grab the trophy all the time, and they just won't let go. Was that your style, or have you seen the player I'm with? <laughs> how can how can I tell Thierry and all them guys? Uh, listen, guys, I'm taking the trophy for a bit. <laughs> you know, you just but you know what. 
the song there, they were very clever. New way to get position to get right next to the trophy on the pitcher. Right. Oh, you got Dennis in there. Because the thing is, is when you start lifting the trophy, the earlier you go, the bigger cheer you get. Yeah. Do you know it's what true. I mean? By yeah. the end, like by the, by the 35th time of someone listening, <laughs> you get, yeah, well done, mate. All right, yeah. on to next season. <laughs> We've had enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth saying, Johnny, this is the first time you've been to the training ground as well, isn't it? It is, actually. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone who's not been here before like me, it's really hard to find. This place is like that, you know, Hogwarts or something. It's, <laughs> it's, it's behind a, like, housing... Well, it's a, it's a like, housing estate or whatever, and then suddenly it just appears out of nowhere. We used to be next door. Yeah, so next door, what we can see here, I should visualise it for everybody listening, we can see out of a window here and I can see Watford's kind of indoor training pitch because the old training ground now belongs to Watford. Yeah, when I first moved in 99, we used to be over there. So we when you to... were cleaning Davos Suka's boots, it was in there? It, uh, no, it was after. At the, at the time when we were at well, the old training ground, the first team used to get changed in Sopwell House. The, right. the hotel, they used to meet up there in the morning, get ready for training, jump on the bus, get there and just train, get back on the bus. Is, is that because there were no ch- uh, changing rooms? There was rooms? no enough changing room there. So there was only little cabin just for the for the kids, for the it's, academy. It's mad the way it's changed. Oh. Like, because you come here now and it's like, and it's, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, Johnny's, we're only in the media centre here, so you haven't been around the, the whole Well, complex. I can also say though, Nick, that I got a free hot chocolate yeah. when I walked through, so they don't, they don't skimp anymore. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm really impressed with it. It looks pretty state-of-the-art and obviously... If you are like me and you drive a Fiat Brava, it is an intimidating place to come and park. The Arsenal training car park. To be Mercedes everywhere and then there's me. But where do you want me? <laughs> Put my hazards you're, you're on. You're not going to get stopped on the way out by fans thinking you're a player. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's right. Anyway, I reckon we should start off with uh, another Jeremy. Jerry, you. Jeremy, Jerry, you. Ah. Uh. So this is the part of the pod where producer Liam picks a topic and Jeremy tells us a story about it from his career. Now, you might remember in episode three, we did a watch-along from the League Cup semi-final win over Tottenham. So today's topic is Cup Final Day. Um, Now, Jeremy, you played in a Cup Final against Chelsea, League Cup Final. Um, You also played an FA Youth Cup Final. So can you just tell us about, not necessarily about the actual games, but the whole furore around Cup Final Day and what it it was like for a player? It's just, you know, massive pressure. You just play that game about 20 times in your mind before you actually get there, you know, all week before before the actual game, all you do is just think about it, talk about it. Everybody on the, you know, that you meet on the street, just talk about it and ask you, you know, are you ready for Saturday? You know, big game, final. And you know that it's, it's a, just the one game. You can't just have an off day because, you know, it's not a league game where, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's only three points, whatever, you'll, you'll have another game. This game is, the you know, one of the most important games. So... You know, the night before, I remember I I couldn't sleep. You know, I was just keep turning, couldn't, you know, couldn't stop thinking about the game and and just picturing who I'm going to play against, what I should do to, you know. Was that excitement or fear, though? Because there's there's two different can't sleeps, you know. There was a bit of both, you know. Obviously, there's excitement, but at the same time, you want to do well. You know, you represent Arsenal Football Club. You just want to win a trophy. So there's a bit of fear because you just always think... I hope I'm going to be in good form. You know, sometimes you get up, you train and you just feel everything goes for you. You know, you 
bit lucky and, and everything goes well. And some other days you, you get up, you try to do things, but it's just not happening. So, you know, it's one of those where you just think, well, I'm excited because I, I can't wait to play this game. But at the same time, you just think, I hope I'm, you know, I'm going to be on form and play well. I mean, I... I had a really, really um, tumultuous champ manager league campaign when I was <laughs> at secondary school and we had a big Euro- European Cup final and I couldn't sleep the night before, so I definitely get what you mean. Nearly cost me my GCSEs. <laughs> so we got through it in the end and got the result. Well done to me. Um, but do you know what? You just said something that kind of pricked my attention. You know when players go about, oh, people come up to you on the street and they you know, talk, oh, are you ready? Do you really get people that come up to you on the street and go, are you ready for the game? Yeah, yeah, massively. It always happen. Obviously not anymore to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it used, to, it used to happen all the time, you know, just the, the week or even two, three weeks before a big game, you know, when we played Spurs or Man U or, you know. As players, you don't need to be told, surely, you know, that this is a big game. And also, the manager's telling you that. Your, your peers are telling you that. You, you know that yourself. You don't need anyone to tell you, but... You know, you just realise how much you mean to random people on the street because they, you know, you you playing here, you can't sleep the night before, but they're they're the same and they've got no control over the game, you know. But for them, it's like, you know, it's just the major thing of the year of the the you know the month for them and if a you know cup final. So so obviously you, you know you playing it for you for the club, but you playing it for all them people as well. You know that that will be at the stadium supporting you. So. Let's let's just take it back to the day of the cup final because you know most of us you know me me and Johnny and most people listening to this if not you know ninety nine percent of the people listening to this won't know what it's like to play in a massive massive cup final. Champ manager. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens on the day? Talk us through the day and from from when you wake up to when you get onto the pitch. What you know what the day was like a normal day for Arsene Wenger was just like you you get up. You have breakfast, then we'll go for a walk, go in a room, as have a, a team, stretch as a team. Yeah, everybody together. So we'll, you know, let's say we'll have to get up at nine o'clock, have breakfast all together. Then from there, just go for 15, 20 minutes walk. Uh, then straight from there, Arsene used to love to go in a big room and just have a stretch for like 10, 15 minutes. So we used to be all in our... Oh, the you players know, would have a stretch players. or just Arsene. No, no, Arsene, but he used to stretch with us and so is Pat Rice and everybody else. They all, they, everybody were there and we were all doing some stretching that, the, that Arsene used to just like, you know, show a, us. He's a yoga teacher, isn't he? He's like a yoga teacher, yeah. <laughs> so that was that for like, yeah, 10, 15 minutes. Then from that, we had a meeting, you know, like a video and and just it was going to give us the, the starting 11. Then, then straight for lunch. Then after that, you'll have a, you know, you'll have a nap, just, you know, rest in your room and then get ready for the game. Get on the bus, that's it, get ready in your room, take your stuff and meet downstairs, get on the bus and go to the stadium. Did you know that you were in the team or is it something you find out very late and... Well, you know, that, that cup final, what was weird was obviously Arsene decided to play like the kids and the younger players all the way through and obviously we got to the final and the discussion 10 days before the final was is he going to play us or is he just going to now because it's the final against Chelsea is he going to start putting the the starting 11 again you know so it was a bit in the back of my mind thinking hang on a minute I've played all them games beat Liverpool Spurs 
now we're in the final, I hope I'm going to start because if I'm on the bench and he's putting mm. Thierry back in, I'd be, you know, I'd be disappointed. But, you know, until the day before the game, I kind of didn't know if I was going to start or not. And then the day before the game, he's just, you know, we've done the team shit and it was just like, yeah, you know, shape, same team, uh, same players than, than the semi-final. So obviously that's when the pressure kind of even kicks in a bit more because it's real, you know, you're starting, you know, when before you still had that kind of in the back of your mind, oh, maybe he might play Thierry, he might not play me, you know, he might just put the starting 11 back in and then I'll be on the bench. And at that time, when he gave me the, the bibs at training, when I knew I was starting, then the pressure start. oh God, this is tomorrow, tomorrow is the big mm. day, you know? And, um, and yeah, you know, I just found out then, but then, what what was Arsene doing was he, he used to the day before like give you the bib and put his starting eleven and really give you the team on on the board the next morning as I, as I said when we um, after the walk and and the stretching the yoga stretching thing. <laughs> it's um, important yeah <laughs> so um, so yeah so from the, the day before you know you're gonna play but until really puts it on the on the board and, and you see your name you, you don't you know you 100% to, no yeah. yeah you don't want to take it for granted yeah. and on the bus were you like a music guy headphones on I had my headphones on yeah yeah headphones on music I was already in my game I didn't really want to like you know I know a lot of players like to chat and just try to not focus too much on the game so they'll chat about anything and play cards or do whatever I was I was not that type of guy for me I was just thinking of the game from the night before it, you know, so for me, that's all I had in my mind is try to picture in action in my mind what I was going to do if this happened, you know, if I'm in that situation, what what should I do, you know, and try to think who I was playing with as well, what what kind of movement, what, you know, so it was just a lot of, yeah, a lot of thinking for me. And, and one of the, the big things when it comes to cup finals is they might go to penalties. So were you prepared for that outcome? To take a penalty, would you be? Would you, you have know, been one of the people to I, take? Them? I would have, yeah, I would have took a penalty, no, no problem. But uh, it's not something that Arsene spoke about during that week. You know, it's like it was in his mind; he was never going to go to penalties. You know, we didn't might practice it once. You know, at the end of of a session, just you know, a few penalties. But everybody, not just especially like the five that were going to take it or anyone, because you just never know. On the day, you don't know. You might be injured and, and come off and not been able to take one. But, um, yeah, I've listen, it would have been a lot of pressure, but I would have not, you know, pretending a bit of a, an injury to yeah. not take one. You know, I would have just took my responsibility and, and go for it, yeah. Would you have stepped up first? Where would you be in this order? This, uh, this hypothetical you order? That, you know what? Do you even get to choose which you, order you can, you can choose, yeah. Like, But normally, if you go and then you say, boss, I'm, you know... If you want me to take it, I'm I'm fine. But I want to be fifth, or I want to be first. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really, you know, can't really say that. So uh, you don't really, no, you don't really choose. I think the, the the manager does. You know, the boss would have said, you know, I want you to take it first or or fifth, or because it's more the the first and the and the fifth one that are kind of the yeah, the decisive ones. one. You know, the big ones after. You know, well, they're all big ones. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's. Uh, but I would have liked probably to take it last, you know, the fifth one, because you, you know, you like, yeah. you like, make the, the team win and even more pressure though. Even surely. more pressure, yeah. You know, I've never been a big fan of practicing penalties. Yeah. But even in that pressure situation, 
you would have stuck to your technique of penalty taking? Because a lot of people, probably a lot of people listening to the podcast would go, if I'm taking a penalty in a cup final, just walloping it. Yeah, Wallop, smashing smash. it. Nah, you Laces. Know, <laughs> you know what I would have probably done is a big game like that, I would have probably gone safe and put in the middle. That's what I, I always you say, know? the middle. 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 I would have gone yeah. hard. But straight in the middle because the goalkeeper, what is the chance of him standing up and not moving? Yeah, pretty much he, zero chance. Yeah, if he does though, you look then silly. Oh, yeah. You look <laughs> neck, yeah, but you know it's it's yeah. Right. Well, that's uh, Jeremy, Jerry, you done. I reckon it's time for our guest, Leah Williams. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right then, our special guest is here. And as we record this, Leah Williamson has had an amazing week. Um, played against Germany at Wembley in a historical sellout game. Uh, also scored your first international goal, a winner against the Czech Republic. And played in the 2-0 win in front of a record WSL crowd. Forget all that, because the win was against Tottenham. And Leah was giving it the big guns. Yeah. I, I, I watched the game and uh, actually, so welcome to the podcast firstly, but I, I watched the game and uh, you did in your post-match interview, I, I remember you said, I wanted to go over the crowd and just like give it. <laughs> because you, you know, you're a gooner through and through, been here since you were nine years old. So, you know, that meant a lot to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've sat in the, uh, the crowd at the Emirates, you know, um, how many times at North London derbies. Um, winning 5-2 a couple of times I was there for both so you know I've I've been on the other side of that so I know how, how amazing it is to be in a stadium when you when you win that sort of game so um, yeah first time playing in in my own one so yeah of course want to give it big we're going to find out more about you as the person but um, just because it has been a crazy week how are you feeling you know I've just yeah. mentioned those things is it is it all sunk in yet? yeah I think sometimes you have you have like times in your career or just you can't see them coming, but then you, they, you know, like looking back on the week, I just think it's not been bad, has it? And you sort of forget to appreciate it sometimes because there's always something else to focus on. We've got three games this week, um, so you can't really dwell on, on that too much. But I think yesterday I just wanted to make sure that I had a, had a good time. You know, I didn't want to like let that moment pass me by. But, um, yeah, it was nice to top off what has 
been a quite a successful week for me personally. Um, yeah, it was nice. Uh, and, and also, it's kind of off the back of this amazing wave for women's football in general, obviously, after the success of the World Cup, which you were part of, you know, yeah. you were out there and, and, and seeing that firsthand. How are you feeling about the women's, the, the women's game now? Because... <laughs> In your, the time you've been at Arsenal, I keep going on about it, nine years old, you must have seen so many changes and so much more interest in that and it must be great for you. Yeah, 100%. Um, even when I was younger, when I first joined uh, the Arsenal Centre of Excellence, me and my mum used to do the gate at the Arsenal games and you'd see how many people come in, for, as in the, the Arsenal women's games. And, you know, a couple of hundred, then a bit more, then a bit more, you know what I mean? And then now we get a consistent crowd of, you know, we're we're hitting sort of... 2000 since the World Cup and you just think like I say in my career I had no idea how big it was going to get even the fact that when I was growing up I couldn't be a footballer that wasn't a thing mm. um, luckily my parents I mean my mum was a little bit more go to school you're not coming home till you've done it um, my dad was very much like you trust the process and by the time you get there I'm almost certain you know you'll be it'll be your job kind of thing um, but yeah, so then to walk out of school straight into a professional contract and then now, like I say, I've played at Wembley and at, at the new Spurs stadium in terms of the the capacities of those stadiums, it's literally, you just, I don't know, I don't think anybody can see it coming and to actually fit, like sort of fill it in terms yeah. of, you know, getting 38 plus there, it's, um, it's you know, it's, it's mad. So do you think that obviously... Women's football is in the ascendancy right now, but do you think that part of that is because it's not kind of seen as a novelty anymore? It's more like the players, players like yourself, fans are actually getting attached to you. They're feeling the rivalries, the passions, the storylines that drives the men's game is exactly the same in the women's game, and that's really bleeding through in terms of how a fan can appreciate it. Is that what you think's driving this new popularity? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think for, for a long time, even from our the attitude from within it's like we're, we were grateful to be there grateful to be given the opportunity you know and it's like actually we've got a product if you want to look at it in that way of of football yeah. and it, yeah. it's not women's football you know and, and don't get me wrong the, that had to get better but naturally when you're getting girls that had a part-time job or going to work in the morning and train in the evening the, the standard was never going to be up to what men's fans were watching you know so now that that's been addressed the league's professional um, like you say there's like you can connect with it in the same way that you do with men's football. And it's just about, you know, it doesn't even have to be a preference. You can watch both. And I think before there was this idea that you, you sort of one or the other because there, yeah. were, there were different different forms of football. And actually, like you say, it's football at the highest level in terms of what we're playing. Um, and I think anybody would agree, you go to that game yesterday, it felt like a North London yeah. derby, you know, which is what what everybody wants so but but Jez actually I want to bring you in on the conversation because you you were at Arsenal obviously it, it, we've got picture in here we spoke about it already 2003 2004 Jeremy's in the picture you know winning the Premier League you could see if you could spot him <laughs> you see him he's like hidden behind Lauren <laughs> I've got a picture we, I was mascot for a game at uh, West West Brom uh, huh? in in the yeah, Carlin Cup at the time. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, what you got a picture with Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I was. It's I probably was... the only game I was playing. At right, we need to find this picture. Producer Liam, get on that. Find a picture. We'll see if we can uh, flash that up. But but Jez, I wanted to ask you about what, what what was it like for the for the Arsenal? Um, I think they were called the Arsenal Ladies back then, rather yeah. than the Arsenal Women. So what was it like for the Arsenal Ladies team when you were here? It was tough. It was tough for them because they didn't have, you know, like like Leah said, they didn't have any. You know, I remember Vic 
which was that a kit man used to obviously look after them all uh, and, and then you used to see them coming in and they were doing a washing. And then you were thinking, like, you know, them girls are here washing all our clothes and all our stuff for us to be prepared and ready. They've got to go and train after this and go and work. And then you think, you know, it's not, how can they, how can they, without training like we do, how can they perform as well as we do? do I you think know Alex I mean? Scott it's, told me that. Alex, like, Alex used, yeah. to, used to be there every morning. I used to see her like when I was, you know, when I was there. And, and at the time, I actually didn't f- know that they were playing for the, for the Arsenal ladies. I thought they were just there working. And then Vic told me one day, oh, no, they're, they're my girls. They play. I'll, I'll train them every, every evening. And, and I was like, so how come they work here? You know, I just thought it's just insane. I was like, well, because they, they don't have any, you know, any, any job. So they would just come and help out and, and just be with me. And then I'll take them to training in the evening. I think hearing stuff like that really rams it home, how, yeah. how much it The is. progression yeah. from that, you know, that's what, 20 years ago? I, I agree. How, how, you, how you expect us to be at the same level as what, what people need us to be if, you're, if yeah. you're doing that at the same time? And I think as well, it's humbling, you know, but that generation is now sort of like phasing out of the game. There's not yeah. many people left that have had to be in that situation. Be, yeah. So I feel lucky to have, at the same time as enjoying the ride that we're on now, you know, at least I was in the team with Alex. She made me appreciate what we have now because it would be easy for a girl to just rock up now and think, oh, this is... This, this is how it's always it's been, like, yeah. Well, it's literally within the last couple of years, really. Look, enough about football. Obviously, football is, is like the main peg of what we're doing here, but I want to find out more about you, you know, because it's a good opportunity for us to find out what you like, what makes you tick. So, you know, outside of the game, let's talk about your family first. Let's go there because I think you've already mentioned your mum. Um, so I'm guessing that you're close to your mum. She she played football. She uh, she actually knocked Arsenal out of the FA Cup. Right. Okay. So who did she play for? She she played for just Milton Keynes um, City, I presume at the time, right. um, where we're from. And uh, yeah, FA Cup game against Arsenal, and she. I think she she scored and assisted two right. nil two nil, two nil win to knock them out. So we don't like so. your mum then. That's what we decided. <laughs> Sorry, Leah. Do you um, want me to add the bleep so we can swear? Please. Yeah. Oh, gone. give her a moment of glory. Give her um, a- on, on episode one, Jez actually said um, that it's you know he he spoke about the fact that his parents played sport. It was basketball. And basketball. Stuff, right? yeah. yeah. So. How much did that affect you when you were growing up, seeing your mum as this footballer? Do you feel like that had a direct impact on you becoming a footballer? Yeah, hundred percent. I think. To be fair, when I told my mum I wanted to play football, I think I was about six. She was also almost like, "What?" Like because in her, in her day, she had to pretend to be a boy to, to play. Like she had to ask the referee for permission, or she just had to pretend that, you know, to change the name on the team sheet and and try and get away with it like that. So, when you it's put that into perspective, yeah. um, for me, she was then a bit. Oh, I was going from gymnastics, you know. You know what you would expect a, a young girl to do, I suppose, at the time. Um, but then, yeah, 100% from there. That's, I mean, I've had unbelievable support from my parents. Both of them absolutely love football. Um, and then, yeah, my mum, not only did she play, she took me to as many Arsenal games as we could afford. Same with my grandma. To make it, like, you know, put it within touching... Achievable. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't abnormal in my family, which is quite... And they're, they're die-hard football, so they could have easily turned around and gone, well, you know, it's not for you kind of thing. But, yeah, you, you, you have that... I had that immediate role model in my mum of just smashing the stereotype, so naturally, you know. But, yeah, Jez, your, your boy's now uh, 
playing for the Arsenal Academy and, and doing quite well, right? Yeah, no, he's doing well. He got scouted about a year ago now. And uh, yeah, he's only started the last couple of weeks at Hayland at the Academy. He's only he's only seven, so it's uh, it's a long way to go. But he's uh, he just loves football. Drive my wife crazy, smash the ball in the, in the house everywhere. And yeah. You, you told me a funny story though and you know I don't know whether I'm just chucking you chucking you out there on air but but you were like when when he got scouted the, the actual scout didn't realise who you were no he didn't because I had my you know it was January so I had my wheelie hat big coat and I was just watching my boy play for his little local club and I could see this little that guy was a scout I didn't know he was an Arsenal scout just no, no Arsenal badges or anything so I, I didn't know but I could see he was is watching my boy play, and uh, and after the you know after the game we start walking off, and I see that that guy goes to speak to my boy's coach, and next thing you know he's calling me to come back and go and meet these guys. So I'm still go you know hiding, and uh, and my boy put his tracksuit jacket on, and he had the name at the back, and the 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 scout just. Look at the name, and he's looking at me, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." He's yeah. like, "Why?" He's like, oh, "I didn't recognize you. I'm sorry." I was like, "No, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it means you that's scattered you my boy yeah, because yeah, yeah. because he was good enough, you know." So yeah, then that's how we started. I mean, do do, do you feel pressure to not? I guess pressure is not the wrong the, the right word, but because because you played for Arsenal, now he's kind of in the in the system. Are you like a pushy parent when he's? You know, he, no, nah, you know what? I'm completely the opposite because I've. You know, as much as I've enjoyed my career and, you know, now I wish I've enjoyed it more at some point, it's been it's been a very tough journey as a kid growing up and, and making it to the first team. So, you know, my boy is very sensitive and I really don't want him to go through what the period I've been through, you know, yeah. when I was here on my own at 16. And, you know, that will never happen because, you know, I'll be there for him every, you know, everywhere. But... It's just at seven, I feel, you know, he's very young. All I want him to do Leah is just... she was nine, mate, you know? I know, but, no, but it's just... it's the same. My mum, it's just about enjoyment. Just about, until, that's it, just about having fun, you know? And my, and my boy takes it so seriously that he'll get, he'll get upset if he loses. He had the fight at the weekend with one of his teammates. Really? Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? He started kicking his teammate because he didn't pass him the ball. I was just like, what are you doing, son? Hot-headed. You know, like, he's, he's just get, you know, get crazy about the game. I like the sound of him. Future, yeah. future Arsenal captain oh. by the sounds of it. All right, well, we were talking about music earlier on, actually, because we were, we, we got a feature on the show called uh, Jeremy, Jerry You, and it's where we find out a little bit more about Jez. And um, today we were talking about Cup Final Day, and he was he was very much a music guy on the bus, so listening to music. But I want to talk to you about music, because yeah. your taste in music is a bit... I think mental is a good word to use. So, so, so what do you like? I literally, if it's a good song, it's a good song. That's why I see music. So I don't, I don't have a, I don't have any playlists that are genre divided, I suppose. Well, on here it says, right, on, the, on this bit of paper, it says <laughs> country to dance. <laughs> says her dad loves 80s power ballads and she knows her 80s cheese as well. <laughs> Yeah, I do, I do. Rick Astley is a big, uh, Hello, big man yeah. in my household. Okay. <laughs> like um, Rick. Who I mean, doesn't? <laughs> and then you've got my mum. My mum is Soul, uh, Motown. Um, my grandma uh, shared some of her records uh, with me because I'd got a record player for Christmas a couple of years ago. And literally, it's just Diana Ross. Right. She might as well just give me one and let her that because it's just all of it. 
Diana Ross this, Diana Ross that. So I got a lot of different influences. My my granddad was had a UK top forty hit. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, I want to find out about that first. Come on. What, yeah. What's going on here? Uh, yeah, my my granddad was in a band called the Good Time Losers, and uh, yeah. Trafalgar Square, bit of a hit back then. You wouldn't have, none of you would have heard of it. But, Is it um, on Now 40 or something? Now that's what I call music. <laughs> I you know, like one of them stories where you just say, yeah, yeah, he had a, a top 40 hit and we leave it at that. So um, I hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's Googling this right now. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, big, big, big musical family. But I just, I think, yeah. I, I like being I'm the team DJ and I like it because you can have such an influence on mood and that's why I always want to win because I think it's so much easier to play for, for a changing room that's just won a match than, than one that's lost Did you inherit that from Alex Scott because she came on my radio show a few years ago yeah, she was yeah. like the team DJ and she's oh, yeah. very much kind of quite focused in what music she likes Yeah Alex is the uh the queen of music within the women's game but yeah if she she forced it out of me a couple of times and then um yeah passed on the baton when she when she retired just quickly producer liam's found the song by the way for your granddad we got it here yeah yeah this is it the quality might be a bit my, my uncle says that his vocals are off but i don't I mean, think he can be it 1967 does that say 45 rpm oh yeah. younger okay. listeners won't even know what that is it's me granddad there at the front no way lead singer <laughs> He's getting some airtime here. Oh, this is there great. We go. Come on, Granddad. <laughs> yeah. Right, Leah, hold up because we do a thing on this every week where Johnny gets to ask a question. Let's do it. Johnny's question. Johnny's question. What's it gonna be? Now we're on music subject. Yeah. And if. Say we took footballing ability away, right? And they went, right, now, for your career at Arsenal, you're going to have to sing a song <laughs> in front of Wembley, sing your song that's going to showcase your voice to the best God. of your ability. <laughs> what song would that be? An unbelievable question. God, that is a... <laughs> would it be your granddad's song for voice? Yeah. <laughs> I think I might lose the crowd over there. <laughs> With the lack of knowledge of it. What song do you know all the words to, firstly? That's what springs to mind oh, for see, me. This is my problem. I know too many words, too many songs. Right, okay, I annoy okay, people. Right. I think down, I'd have right. to go for... Oh, it's a hard one. I like Elton John, and I think uh, Benny and the Jets is an absolute crowd. I mean, this is what I mean. If the, if the crowd was my age, maybe I'd have to alter that a little bit. So interesting, because, you, you know... you just got to kind of shout it. What's your vocal ability like? Ooh... <laughs> Come on, give us a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the music, yeah. Liam. <laughs> That's what I mean. You have to be careful when you answer that question in case you intrigue too many people. Um, <laughs> no, I think I can hold I can hold a tune, but I definitely wouldn't put myself out there. I'm much, much better behind a speaker. Um, right, let's move it on then, because one thing I've noticed about a lot of, um, you know, uh, female footballers is they think a lot more about life after football. And I, that probably comes down to financial stability, yeah. because, you know, the, the, the men are getting paid just crazy, crazy money. Um, but you uh, are preparing to be an accountant, right? And yeah. I think Dan Carter, when I spoke to Dan Carter, she came on Arsenal Nation Live and um, she has got a master's in something or another. So it's funny how you're all kind of doing this thing. But how are the exams going? 
Yeah, good. Um, uh, I'm ticking the boxes at the minute, but um, I'm expecting it to get a lot harder. So I don't tell people what I've been getting previously in case right. it dramatically d- <laughs> dies. But that says to me time. you've been doing quite well. That's what I've taken from yeah, that. Well, my, my dad's an accountant, so um, right. there's a little bit of pressure, a little bit of competitiveness there that I can't fail. Obviously, the accountancy's like the backup job if singing doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, the backup to the exactly. backup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it right. Uh, Jess, what was the last exam you had to take? I've never taken <laughs> Really? Did nah, I have to take? I've left, I've left France too, too young, man. When I, I left when I was 16, I've never passed any exam. I came here and s- stopped school. That is unbelievable. So it's lucky you're good at football then, wasn't yeah. it? He renewed having to do, you know, exam and stuff outside of, of training every day and getting tired from training. I, I couldn't. You know, when I started playing football, that was it. I just no chance I could go and study, and you know, it was just too much. To be fair, it's hard, hard for the girls now. Like I say, I was lucky that we turned professional the year I left school, so I was I finished my sixth form like up until 18, and then we start to train during the day. But now, for the girls, that actually, are still at school. Um, you know, because I, I study, it's still important, but I, you know, I can fit it in yeah. around, and it's a bit flexible. The girls that go to school, you know, I, that, I think that's the harsh reality of it. They they can't neglect that because they're going to need it one day. You know, we, we can't retire when we finish our football careers. Yeah, we're going to need it. We're going to need income yeah. instantly. You know, so it's it's a bit different. But I do think, like you say, that I I look at them and I think it's a it's a it's, hard world now yeah, for them it's, to. It's tough to you know you do your passion. You've got a, fortunately football. You, you've got to train. Every day is basically 24 hours a day of training or diet. It demands so much that if you want to be at the top level, you can't, you know, can't just do all this stuff, really. Can I just ask as well, because um, we just touched on the point about the differences with the men's game. And obviously, they are earning a lot more money, but they would probably be under increased scrutiny. Do you feel that you would still like the kind of the money of course but you know the increased profile that the men would have or do you actually kind of prefer the fact that you can at least live a separate life outside of your footballing career yeah it's funny we were actually having this conversation yesterday um because naturally as our profile increases you know you see in a game like yesterday and I'm getting abuse from from the crowd but I almost feel like Hold on a minute. I sort of I don't earn enough for that. Yeah, but then, yeah. but then, then why, why do we expect footballers to take it as well? Like I agree with your point. They're under so much scrutiny, and especially private lives. Everything you know, it's not just on the football pitch anymore. Yeah. Um, but we were saying, you know, if if our profile does increase and the money doesn't, like, who wants to be famous but not rich? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. the worst combination in the world. Yeah, because um, the best combination is like absolutely rich but not famous. Not famous, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, I want to get this weird and one wonderful story out there um for, tell the listeners about this this penalty against Norway in 2015 there's a mad story attached to this yeah crazy story um we were in a like a, an elite qualifying round so uh, it's the final round before the when you're in the youth age groups you have to obviously qualify to get to the tournament in the summer um so you play three games the first game against Norway we were put a bit of context into it we were two nil down and we got it back to two two one and then got a penalty in that like 89th minute um, to make it 2-2. I took the penalty, uh, scored. I just throw that in there. And then <laughs> she... Well, that's the point of the, of the story. If you missed it, yeah. it's like, oh. um, And then she, the referee um, blew the whistle in encroachment from one of my team, their team. Um, and 
I actually didn't know the like I don't know I didn't really know what was going on it was a bit crazy anyway but obviously I argued a little bit um, and then just sort of left it she gave a free kick to the other team then after the game found out um, basically if you lose a game in that round you're 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 out kind of thing so we really needed the points found out that she'd made the wrong decision should have been a, a retake because I scored um, and then yeah the most bizarre thing ever basically we had a, a team ops a woman that just wouldn't let it go she she wasn't like a massive football person herself so she was just like black and white that was wrong yeah. uh, fought for it and then they we were joking but they actually did offer do you want to retake the penalty in the last 18 seconds of the match <laughs> so I had to go out we had to win the next two games um, which in which I had four other penalties in those games yeah. which wow. is just a ridiculous yeah did you score? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. so we were doing alright yeah yeah um, and then yeah had to it was like 9.45 rocked up like lined up in the tunnel walked straight to the yeah, penalty so spot on, wait I just want to stop you there so, <laughs> so uh, did the Norway team have to come as well yeah. the whole so, team so we actually had a we'd already made a sub in the game uh, for concussion but she had to walk onto the pitch and be subbed off. Oh, no. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but we needed to win. Right, we needed to score that that um, goal to go through. And then, yeah, walk straight to the penalty spot. She took about three minutes explaining to everybody to keep their feet behind the line. <laughs> um, and the keeper was showing... She knew where I was going. And I thought, oh, I'm going to hit this so hard. That even, <laughs> <laughs> even if you get in the way, yeah, um, scored. Then played the last 18 seconds from which they like shot a kickoff. So it was a, it just a bit crazy. <laughs> um, but the the funniest thing that everybody always forgets is they actually went through as well because they were second oh. <laughs> best second place team yeah. or whatever. So we if we didn't if we didn't score we'd have gone home. But um, turned out we both went through. So it was like the weirdest day in in football. How many days between both? Five days and two games. <laughs> so you get told you like in a few days you're going to come back take the penalty. They asked me, yeah. So we were joking. Like, Would you rather play the game again or just take the penalty? And I was like, oh, just take the penalty. Yeah, you know, fifty fifty, hundred percent. Then they asked me, and I thought, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if you missed it. Yeah. Oh, so oh, it's hot. we were in the same t- same hotel as the team as well. So the goalkeeper's walking past me every single day, like just showing me putting oh, up. Really? Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. So it's yeah. It's to be fair, probably one of the hardest things I've ever in my life but the situation was just totally and utterly ridiculous one of our girls lost one of their teeth in the celebrations wow. yeah yeah got, did you, did you go the same up. way in the penalty yeah I had it exactly the same spot where yeah. the keeper was showing you yeah. and everything <laughs> yeah. 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 I did joke I was gonna gonna chip it down the middle but the guy's like no 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 yeah well listen Leah it's, it's amazing speaking to you and, and, and getting you on the podcast hearing about you as a person and also just this this fascinating because I I really I'm really enjoying the way that women's football is changing in front of our eyes because with, with the men's game we don't see that you know because it's always been massive but now we're, we're we're really noticing it and for you riding that wave and being part of it it just must be amazing yeah no I'm uh, like I say I'm sort of personal reminder to just make sure I appreciate everything that's going on because I, like I said I didn't expect any of this to happen I was I was willing to sort of you know scruff it out as as long as possible until until we got got to where we need to be so yeah um days like yesterday are not something that you should let pass you by so well many more in the future i'm guessing thank you for coming on thank you right then uh, i think it's quiz time this is my favorite part of the podcast i say that through gritted teeth because i'm absolutely terrible at quizzes 
What's the what's the score at the minute? What's the score on the doors? I'm so pleased you asked this. Uh, we were trying to work it out, and now I mean we've all won an individual award here, haven't we? Yeah. We all feel like winners, so there's no losers here. But when it comes down to it, you've won one, Jeremy's won one, I've won one, but I've also won the double up round with Reese. So I don't count. No, it doesn't count, does it? Yeah. It was all Reese. Reese found all their answers. Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. he did not. To ask him that, or to ask him, <laughs> I was the brains behind that operation. You were goal hanging, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Offside the whole time. Made a Outrageous. Off it. Yeah. Um, right. So, what is the theme this week, then, please, producer Liam? So, as we usually do in honour of our guest today, Leah Williamson, yeah. we've got a quiz based on Leah's career. Okay. Uh, do you remember Brucey's player cards? Right. Yeah. Higher yeah. or lower? Bruce Forsyth. Certainly do. Yeah. So we're going to play higher or lower. It's um, nice to see you. To see you nice. oh. Waiting for someone to finish it. Jeez. Because otherwise we thought you just had a turn there. Right. Didn't we? <laughs> scared me. He's right next to me. I didn't know what happened there. So I'll give you the answer of the first question and then we'll go around the table. I'll give you the next question. You have to tell me if that answer is higher or lower than the previous number. Okay. Can I just throw a caveat on this from now that... I already think I'm going to be terrible. You'll be surprised to hear. You say this every week. Yeah, yeah you do. And I, it rings true most weeks. <laughs> okay, so who wants to go first? Uh, what, what order are we going here? Well, I'll go first. I'll that take it. That means I'm last. <laughs> that means I'm first okay, out. So it's um, sudden death. And if we get to the end and there's any of you left standing, uh, we'll have a tiebreaker question. So the first question and answer is number of appearances that Leah made in her debut season in the WSL. The answer's 12. So, 12. Johnny, I want to know her shirt number against Germany last weekend. Higher or lower than 12? I'd, I'd, get, uh, I'd get this one. I'd get it. Yeah. Higher. Correct, 14. Yes, I knew that because I checked it. Yeah. Jammy. Jeremy, so 14. Higher or lower? Total appearances Leah's made for Arsenal this season. Law. Correct, it was 11. These are all really close to each yeah, other as well. Yeah. <laughs> My God, why didn't none of you get it wrong? We're on me now. I'm ready to go out. Your answer is 11, higher or lower, the age that Leah joined us. Oh, I know this. I know this. I'm pretty sure she joined when she was nine, so I'm going to say lower. Correct and correct. Come on, get in there. Specifics this get time. Get in okay. there. Back to Johnny. Higher or lower than nine, England caps. Mm-hmm. Come on, Johnny. Pressure's on, mate. It could be a red herring, you know, because caps is when you play as well. Yeah. You know? Think about that, Johnny. Yeah, I'm not thinking it's the one she wears on her head. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go lower. <laughs> oh, he's out. He's out of here. Oh, it's down to me and you, Jez. It was actually 14. So oh. your answer now is 14. And if Jez gets this wrong, I've won. Yeah. Oh, this, is <laughs> this is like the penalty going last. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy was right. Okay, so Jeremy, higher or lower than 14? Arsenal goals. She played for Arsenal for a long time, Jez. Since she was nine. Ooh. Because I knew that. Higher. It's six. Yes! You get in there! He should have to answer one yeah, to win it. No! I, to said, win it, it I said it was sudden death. Sudden death, you know what that means? Uh, you actually asked to go first as well, yeah. You two are dead. Uh, this means you were winning on goal difference. I'm now winning on points. 
just that's what makes it sting oh, really it's going to go down to the last episode oh okay so the next one was going to be um her shirt number against the czech republic this week okay but what was the higher or lower than six? Oh, i think she wore number five so i'm saying lower Correct, and it was five. Oh, okay. Get he got in. it. He got I was, it. That I got, was an easy one. I it got was. the numbers. <laughs> both. You see this, guys? You've read our autobiography. Oh. We get it, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Look, look at that. I've absolutely wiped the floor with you two this week. I thought I was going to lose as well. Edit all that out, producer Lee, and make me sound really confident. <laughs> That's the strongest quiz we've had. So, uh, yeah, fair play. Well Smashed done. It. Smashed that was it, quite mate. impressive, actually. I was expecting you to buckle there, but no. Yeah, well done. Ready, mate. Well done, Nick. And she scored in that game as well. Mm. The winner. I mean, I'm flexing my knowledge. Yeah. That's not even in the quiz, you know? Jeez. He's got his mastermind round tilted, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so there's the quiz. We're almost at the end of the podcast, unfortunately. This is the saddest time of the week for me. You know, get, get to hang out with you guys for a few hours and it's almost over. But it's worth saying you out there can help us in a couple of ways. And those ways are very simple. You can leave us a review and rating on iTunes subscribing via iTunes, Spotify or Acast and also old school, spread the word amongst your friends. Tell them if they're not aware of the Arsenal Nation podcast, you need to tell them about it because it's probably the best podcast in the world. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah officially. Yeah. At the moment, it is a five-star rated podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the time of recording. At the time of recording. <laughs> we should point that out. Before launch. <laughs> so, Four yeah. people reviewing it all <laughs> around this table. Uh, yeah, we've rated it very highly. So, there you go. Um, actually, it's worth saying we should plug the next episode, but we, we, we don't know where it is or, or what's happening. Producer Liam's kept us in the dark. So what's going on? So, you know, I said at the start of the episode, we're kind of, we're getting higher and higher with the, the calibre of where we're recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um, we think we're going to be on the Emirates pitch. Yeah. Next week, we're doing a very special live episode at the Camden Brewery with an audience. We've got Lee Dixon coming on. Amongst others, we've got a couple of guests who are going to be dropping in on the way. We're going to we're going to drink a lot of beer. We're going to eat some pizza, and uh, we're going to say hello to some uh, fans. Listen, yeah! he's pulling out all the stops here. This, you do realise this is season one. Like, I don't know where we're going to go from here. We have got beer, pizza, Lee Dixon, and an audience. Yeah, and I'm going to be reviewing it like. A master chef judge. <laughs> I've been telling you about that pizza, about that, but oh yeah, I'm getting hops, I'm getting margarita. I'll, I'll, I'll make it feel like you're there, guys. Yeah, Dicko, that is going to be incredible. I can't wait to meet uh, an Arsenal legend. Yeah. Used, used to kick Jeremy in training, right? Many times, yeah. That was Maybe one we of his re- uh, favourite things, I think. I- I'm hoping we can recreate that moment in the brewery after a few beers. Well, get tackled from your leader. <laughs> nah, you're all right. I've had enough of those. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening today. And uh, make sure you join us for the next one. It's going to be incredible. Arsenal Nation. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.